aka Patters, we have a weird one today. Welcome to my podcast. I am Peter A. DeLuca, another known as Pad, another known as the world sketchbook champion. That is right. No one sketches in sketchbooks like I do. And if you need proof of this, you, you just simply have to hit up my Instagram at aka Pad69 and bake in the glory. But here on my podcast, we talk movies and we, you know, we give everything a fair shake. That's what I mean about Weird One because. Melissa McCarthy may have aged like, you know, like every single other comedian in the history of the world. Like maybe she's not as funny as she was when she was new. What's wrong with that? That, you know, like and this, this movie gets trashed in the process. And I think I think people miss the primary point, which is that. So we're going to talk Thunder Force. It's on Netflix. It's, it's a Netflix original. It's a Netflix exclusive. We're doing a deep dive on Netflix. This is the end of our like initial waves. I'm picking like one of each genre, and I'm doing three movies of each. Now, we did maybe four action movies, but we're doing about three. Next up is going to be science fiction. Let's get through that intro, and let's rock and roll. Oh, jeez. But a, uh, these these intros are just getting longer and longer. So I, I got to bring up my, uh, my my browser here because I I don't even know. I don't even know. Look, I, my mouth is back close to the microphone. Thank you for joining me, by the way. I, I, I'm not even sure what the uh, budget is for for this movie, but it's it's actually pretty good. Like this movie, optically, uh, special effects wise, makeup. Costuming, uh, you know, figure. Look, look, we're we're putting uh, thunder thigh women, right? That's the the pun here, because thunder force, thunder thigh women, in uh, tight superhero gear, like slightly armored Marvel MCU inspired costumes, and it looks good. There's some definite talent around this movie. Melissa McCarthy, like, it, it, look, I normally give you guys a little bit of an update of my day. I've been going since early. I had to bounce around Philly. It's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm live streaming Twinkies in 30 minutes on Instagram. We're going. <laughs> we're going hard. Uh, we're, we're just going to jump all over the place because I'm not f totally familiar with Melissa McCarthy. And I'm scrolling scrolling through her. Uh, wiki and it looks like she's been like her early years i mean she 97 to 2010 i mean the girl's been in the game our girl here has been in the game for a long time and like her filmography like um like let's kind of see because you know like she came up through tv but but her filmography just like her counterpart in this uh octavia spencer Octavia Spencer is one of the most um, journeyed actors, actresses today. I mean, her TV work and her film work makes a head spin. So Melissa McCarthy, I think, kind of like right, she relatively came in the, um, you know, prominence with that uh, Bridesmaids movie. So that was 2011. That was 10 years ago. So the point I was getting at, with the intro, okay? The point that people are missing with this movie, and this is a fun, good movie, if that's your intent when you sit down to watch the freaking thing. 
every single comedian. We saw this even happen with Will Farrell. We saw this happen with uh, the uh, the adventures of Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy or the haunted house Eddie Murphy. Okay, comedian. I mean, did we not just see we're coming to America too? Okay, I mean, if you need more proof, that this is what happens to comedians. They age. We know their bits. Their bits get old. And like we get annoyed, and it just happens. It happened as soon as like the 2016 Ghostbusters, where, like you know, like some of those bits in that movie, I think would have worked if if that movie was earlier. I really do. I mean, if Bridesmaids came out and then Ghostbusters 2016, I think 2016 would have been a smash. So, Melissa McCarthy since 2016 has um, been expanding. 2018, the ha- the Happy Town murders, which I'm I really should see that. I should see that in the the uh, the um the the Peter Jackson uh, Muppet movie. Put those like back to back. There's been a couple like uh, realistic or uh, like um you know there, there was a bunny one by Seth Green like Ollie the rabbit. Yeah, you know, like they've tried to bring in the Muppet the puppet thing into like adulthood a couple times. Uh, it never seems, it always seems to fail, never seems to uh, resonate. So, 2018 too, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Where, yeah, I think she was nominated for an Oscar for that. Look, look everyone, I'm just shooting from the hip here, because that's a lot what we do on this podcast. Can You Ever Forgive Me is one of those um, nerve-wracking, it's so nerve-wracking to watch it because this girl just makes endless bad decisions. She's trying to um, like win people over. I think it's based on a true story. She went around forging these documents. It's just like a gut-wrenching, you know, crime-type, you know, like white-collar-type crime movie. I thought she was great in that, okay? Oscar nom, uh, well-deserved. Uh, I don't pay attention to the Oscars anymore. Uh, if she didn't win, I would say, eh, okay. Then we have 2019. It's This is almost like, like let's do a property. Let's go to comics because comics are hot. They get The Kitchen. The Kitchen uh, was a DC Comics Vertigo book. Uh, okay, uh, if you're not familiar with Vertigo, it's a little bit of an offshoot of, you know, the house that Superman, Justice League, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman all come from. So they have like an imprint and they do this book called The Sandman, which they're they're always trying to make that into a movie. But like Swamp Thing and, and these other like more uh, writer, more literary, literary, can I even say that? Yeah, you know, like, but they're more writery. That's the word I just made up. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like they're, they're not just superhero books. They're they're meant for the writer, the properties for the writer. So they bring on this this kitchen comic book. It comes from a heritage. It comes from a line of other comics. Uh, no one cares. No one no one cares about kitchen at all. Okay. So boom, we're done with that. Then we have super intelligence. I'm not familiar with that. I believe that was like another comedy. And then then we have Thunder Force. So. This is what she does post Ghostbusters 2016. No one else within Ghostbusters 2016 has made a substantial impact on film. It's true, okay? Uh, even with uh, what's her name that played uh, Cheetah in Wonder Woman 1984, uh, forget her name. She's also super funny. 
So this again, this is what happens. We know who you are. We know your bits. We know your ticks. Like and and then at that point in your career, you hope and you cross your fingers that dramas pick up or uh, dark comedies pick up or like you know like this is why Jim Carrey went down his path. This is why Robin Williams, who's probably in the history of film the most successful at that. You know, like you can argue even Charlie Brown from doing like comedies to like very thoughtful driven. Um, you know, like the uh, what's it? The I'm not remembering anything today. The the orphan, the little boy. What's that one? Oh my god! Yeah, you know, but like, so the big idea. It's people sit down and they watch Thunder Force, and they ignore everything good about it, everything fun about it, and they just focus on this odd negative positioning, and and oddly. Or I like I will say, not oddly. Uh, I would say uh, it's like criminal that the 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 thorn that sticks up about this movie is Melissa McCarthy and her style of humor. And if if you don't want to be entertained, you know, like you tear that to shreds, and you you like there. It's like you have a good time doing it. I sat this. I sat down, watched this movie uh, at least twice. Like the whole Jason Bateman angle, the like, yeah, like I never saw that coming. I really do like the ending uh, with with her and him. I I think it's weird. Uh, you know, like the, I don't know if the movie is like intelligent enough or smart enough or made well enough to kind of hammer home some of these other points. You know, it, it, this movie might have a commentary on life sciences. It might have a commentary on women working their way up through the, uh, you know, industry and workforce. It may. I didn't see any of that. Okay. Melissa McCarthy's character in this movie is good enough to be like on her own. Like she, I don't think she needed uh, Octavia Spencer to uh, bounce off of. Because again, like one's wacky and one's stiff. The odd couple. This is the... It, Age-old, like, routine, age-old tradition when it comes to character actors like Melissa McCarthy, like David Spade and Chris Farrell, like, you know, Black Sheep, rock and roll. So, I don't know. I thought this movie had surprises. I, I somewhat like the concept. I like the concept of a superhero universe where everyone's a villain. And then, like, the rest of the, the, rest of the world tries to catch up to the villains. That's pretty cool. I mean, do we not pay attention to that? Oh, and I will say this. I'm sorry. Um, Post-Bridesmaids, her really one true hit or back-to-back hits was 2013 through 2014 with The Heat. Again, odd couple, her with Sandra Bullock and Tammy. So there you go. <laughs> but no, and so we we have these things. We have these like fresh concepts around the superhero universe and boom like the the blog sphere the high and mighties the high horsey boys trash it and they they trash it because when they make that post it makes them feel good and then they're validated they're people validated because they themselves don't want to do the thinking so there you go i mean it's a perfect loop of misery 
I'm not taking that position. I would recommend this movie. I recommend Thunder Force. We have next episode. We're going into sci-fi. And I guess we're going we're going to do spectral in the shadow of the moon. The George Clooney one, which I'm forgetting. And uh, yeah, like Netflix doesn't offer a lot when it comes to sci-fi. That's its one weak spot. But then we're going to hit horror and then we're going to hit drama. So we, we got some work. Uh, I'm going to try and do uh, another drop by the weekend. Uh, I would like to do three drops by the weekend. Let's see if I can do it. Let's keep this podcast going. If you want to support me, leave a comment, broadcast this, show it to your friends, uh, anyone you know that's into film that wants to discuss things for real or like, you know, like show it to them. That is the best way to support me without giving me money. If you want to give me money, because money's good, money solves a lot of problems, you can purchase some products. Uzi Susie is available right now on, on Etsy. Trial by Fire coming back to Indiegogo very soon. And along the way, you're going to be able to make uh, products and services uh, purchase, like services with full contracts purchased through akapad.com. That's my website. You can go there right now, sign up for the newsletter, and get a free trading card. I will leave you to that. I love you, and goodbye. Until next time, we're, we're just going to launch with Spectral. 267 Spectral. 